Yumar Daf Yud, we're starting two lines from the top of the Amid. Yesterday we learned that the Persians built Bayashani, and the Gemara said that the Pasuk says in Noyach, Yaftal Kimli Yafes, Vyishkain Balashem, that even though there will be come a time where the beauty of Yafes will shine forth, where it'll make the Bayashani, which was the beauty of Hakadish Baruchu. However, still, Yishkain Balashem, the only time there will be Hashra Sashkina in the Bayas is only by the Mishkan and Bayas Rishim, which was not built by the children of Yafes, which were not built by the Persians. Of course, Bayas Rishim was built by Shloim HaMelech and the Mishkan was built by Moshe Rabbeinu and the Gemara now starts and says it's very nicely telling me that the Persians built by Yashini but who said they came from Yafes and we begin the Gemara who said that the Persians they actually came from Yafes the Chesiv it says in Pasuk B'nei Yafes the children of Yafes was Goymo Magagum Madai V'yavim V'suvo Meshech V'siris this is the Pasuk in Pashas Noyach and it says the seven children of Yafes and as we'll see in the Gemara in a moment one of those children will be the Persians and the Gemara goes through all of these seven children or like the Hagoyi Sagro says that this is Gamanya referring to Germany. This is referring to the group of people called the Kanadios. Which is referring to Macedonia. Yavon is referring to the Greeks. Others have the Gersi exactly the opposite. Yavon is Makedonia, which means that it was Macedonia. And Madai is Kemashmai, referring to Medeans. Tuvo, Zabesonaiki, Meshech Zumusio, Tiras, Pligibar, Absimai When it comes to the last one, this is Siras, there was a machlek between Rabbi Simon and Rabbanon. But Amilan, some say Rabbi Simon and Rabbanon. Chadam, one of them says Zu based Turaki, which is Turkey. Vichadam, but Zupras, one says it's referring to Persia. Tani Rabbi Yisif, Rabbi Yisif learned Tiras, Zupras, it's referring to Persia. And therefore, we see that one of the people who were counted as the children of Ephes was the country of Persia. And therefore, we see that Persia was the one who built Bayashani. As we know, the child of Esther, who is called Dayavish and Kairish, he was the one who built Bayashani. He gave the funds in order to continue building the Bayashani. And the Gemara continues. Safta Vrama Vesaftacha. It says in the passage of the children of Kush. It says they were Safta Vrama Vesaftacha amongst others. So the Gemara says Tani Rabbi Yisuf Sakistin Gaviasa Vesakistin Braisa. That we're talking about two different towns. That when we're saying Safta and Saftacha, which sounds very similar, they are actually talking about two similar towns. One was called the Inner Sakistin, and one was the Outer Sakistin, which means that there were two towns. One was in the center, and around it there was another one that was built right around the circumference of the inner. City. So the Gemara learns between the two cities, from one to the other edge of the inner circle, there was a hundred paso, the Kefa Alpha Paso, and you actually went around both cities and you made a circumference around both cities, it would be a thousand paso. The Gemara continues, but again, it says, but here is Mamlachli, Bavel the Erech, the Akad the Kalna, Bavel Kabashma. When it says that Nimrod had a kingdom and it included Bavel, that's talking about Bavel, Erech, Zarich, it's talking about Rich, the Akad, the Baschar, Kalna, the which is another place. From this place, Ashur went out. Now Rashi says, what does it mean? That Ashur wanted to get away from the Daraflaga, and therefore he ran away from that area. So he left and he built other cities. Ashur is referring to Silak. And it says they built the city of Ninveh and Rechavisir and Kalach. So the Gemara says, Ninveh he built up Ninveh. We know what Ninveh is. This is referring to prostimation. Kelech, Zupras, Tabursif, another place in that area. That's Resen, Bein Ninveh, Bein Kalach, here in Yigdala. Now, the Pasuk says, Resen was between Ninveh and between Kalach, and that is the large city. So the Gemara says, Resen, Zach, Tisfun, Resen is referring to a city called Tisfun. He here in when it says that this is the great city, any day, I'm not sure, Im Ninveh, Yigdala, if it's going back when it says Bein Ninveh, Bein Kalach, and it says he here it's referring to Ninveh, that that was the great city, or Im Resen, Yigdala, or is it referring 
back to what it started with in the Pasuk, as Resen, and Resen is the Eregdela. So the Gemara says, Kshu and this Pasuk is, of course, in Yoyna, and it's talking about Ninveh, and it calls it Eregdela Lelkim, and therefore we see that Ninveh is called Eregdela, just like over there in Yoyna, it's referring to Ninveh, therefore in the Pasuk, in Noyach, it also is referring to Ninveh. Now, Tysus points out, Lechari, the Pasuk actually says, Three different cities. It says Vesresen, Bein Ninveh, and Bein Kalach. But the Gemara only is: Is it referring to when it says Heirgdela to Ninveh or to Resen? Why didn't the Gemara is that maybe when it says Heirgdela, it's going back on the last thing it said, which is Kalach? So Taisa says that Vyeshloima Adraba Meshum de Minokasolik. Since it's actually letting off and the end of the passage before it says Heirgdela says Kalach, the Taisa says Im Isa Dalokai. If it was really going on that city on Kalach and saying that is the great city, Loi Havalilmeima Heirgdela, it wouldn't say. This is the Eregdela. Ella, it would say, Ha'eregdela. It would say that Ben Ninveh u Ben Kalach, Ha'eregdela, because it's going back on Kalach. By the fact that it says he, the Gemara knew that's either going on Resen or Ninveh because it wasn't speaking about it right before. And the Gemara comes out that it was going on Ninveh. And the Gemara continues and it brings a Pasuk that's relevant to the time that the Yidin sent Miraglim into Israel and says, Visham Achiman Shesha Visamai, Yilidea Anak. It counts the people who were the giants in Eretz Canaan at that point and it points out Achiman Shesha and Tamai, who were the children of the great people of the large people of the giants so the Gemara says Tana we learned Achimon the reason why he was called Achimon was because he was the strongest of his brothers when it says Sheshai Shemesimus Aretz Kishchisus when he walked on the land it would actually destroy the land because of his weight Talmai why was he called Talmai Shemesimus Aretz Tlum and because when he walked he would actually make the earth that he walked on as if that earth was already plowed and the Gemara will take out the word Dova Acha and we continue Achimon Bono Anas Achimon built the city of Anas Sheshai why is it called the children of the Anik? And the Gemara explains, because they were so tall, therefore it looked like they were wearing the sun as their necklace. And the Gemara continues, As we know, the last Gullus is the Gullus of Rome, and therefore, eventually, Rome will fall into the hands of the Persians, which means Persia will destroy the Romans. As it says in the Pasuk, and this Pasuk is in Yermia, and it says, and therefore, you should listen to the eights that Hashem is thinking about. That he's thinking to take retribution against Adam. And also the thoughts and his plans against the people who dwell in Taman. Both Adam and Taman were people that are from Esau. Of course, Adam we know was the Lashon of Esau. And Taman was one of the children of Esau. And we continue to pass We say that Hashem's Eitzah against Esau is that he'll take the youngest of the flock and he'll drag them away. And the youngest of the flock will actually devastate all of their houses. So the Gemara now says that Rebbe is saying that you see from the Pasuk that it calls them the youngest of the sheep, it must be that that's going on the Persians. In fact, Gemara, that How do you know that this is referring to the Persians? On that we say, it says in the Pasuk, when Daniel had a Nevoah and he saw an isle that was a Balakanaim, so it's referring to some sort of a Hirun Rim that actually was symbolizing and was coming as a symbol of Malchei Madai Paras, which is of course the Persians, and therefore when the Pasuk says Seir therefore when it calls it one of the Tzayin, Tzayin could either be a sheep or a goat, and over here it says Ha'ayel Shu'isa Baal Kanayim, so therefore it must be that we're referring to the Persians, fracting more of Yavin, but maybe it's referring to the Greeks, Dersiv, as it says in the Pasuk, Vasafi Atzayim Melech Yavin, and it's referring to a goat, and it's referring to the king of Greece. So Lechari, we should see from here that the Ivanim are called the Tzayin, and therefore when it says that Seir will go and 
destroy the Romans, maybe the Pasuk is teaching us that the Greeks eventually will destroy the Romans, and that's what the Pasuk means. On that, the Gemara says, He actually said over this Shiloh of Rav in front of a certain Rav. And Amr the Rav actually said back to Rav Chavir Basumkai, and he said, That anyone that doesn't understand an actual Pasuk, that's why he could ask such a basic Kasha according to what Rebbe said, because Rebbe, of course, is correct that when it says Syria Sain, it's actually talking about the Persians. Now, how do we know that? Because my Syria Sain, when the Pasuk said the word Syria Sain, it means the youngest of the sheep. Now, what is the youngest of the flock? Zutradacha, it means he was the youngest of all of his brothers. And of course, that's going that we just said at the beginning of the Ahmed, the sons of Yafes, and Tiras, which refers to the per- Persians, that is referring to the youngest of the sheep. The Tani Rabbi Yasef, Tira, Zapras, as we just explained, the Tira itself is referring to the Persians. As we said before, the Romans will eventually fall into the hands of Persians and the Persians will dominate them and destroy them. And we have a that would just like the Migdash Rishon, that the children of Shem, which means Shloim Amel built it up and it was destroyed by the Kastim, or as we call it, the Romans, and Naflu Kastim Biat Pasim, the Persians eventually destroyed the Babylonians. And even though Lachira, the Persians had nothing to do with it because they weren't involved in building the first bias. Therefore, why are they taking revenge and coming to take vengeance from the Kastim, from the Babylonians? Lachira, it's not their fight at all. They shouldn't have gotten involved at all. And still, they had the ability to go and beat the Babylonians. So it comes out that we know that Persians actually built the Bayashani and the Romans destroyed it. And therefore, and therefore, over here, for sure, it makes a lot of sense that the Persians eventually should kill out and destroy the Romans because they actually destroyed their base of English. And here, it's actually their fight to fight. And now, up to this point, we said that the actual Romans will fall into the hands of Persians. And now, Amrav, exactly the opposite. I see the Parashat people be out me that the Persians will eventually fall into the hands of Rome. Zakdimar Amler of Khan of Ravasi the Rav. Rav Khan and Ravasi said to Rav, does this make sense? Do we say that the people who built up the base of English will eventually go and fall into the hands of the people that destroyed the base of English? It doesn't seem to be right. Amalu, Zakrav, in Enochinami, that's what's going to happen. Xeris Melchi, this is Xeris of Akash Baruch. Others say, Amalu, Enochinami, Hakasasu, Bekinishta. That Rav said, no, you're right, that they built up the base of English. However, we know the Persians also destroyed many Batakhnisias, and that's why eventually the Romans will destroy the Persians, and that will be their own. We will also learn to the Brahsa. See the Parashatubi that eventually Paris will fall into the hands of Rome. One reason is because they destroyed different Batakhnisias. Another reason that even though that the people who built it and they built the base of English will still fall into the hands of the people that destroyed the base of English. And the Gemara continues because Rav Yudas said the name of Rav Aim ben Dalba Mashiach will not come until the Malchus the kingdom of Rome will actually spread out in the entire world and they'll have dominion over the entire world for nine complete months. This Pasuk and Micha is referring to the Nevuah of Micha regarding the Melech Mashiach, regarding the times of Mashiach, and it says at that time, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will let the Romans go and control the entire world, which will include Klai and which will include, of course, the Persians. And since they'll control them, therefore you see that the Romans will be in control and defeat the Persians, as we just said. And that's why this is part of the Taninami Hachi. And the Gemara will continue based on the Mishnah that spoke about the Lishka's Paradin, and we're going to discuss the mitzvah of Mezuzah as it relates to the base of Mikdash. we learn, all the rooms that were in the base of Mikdash, there was no Chiyav for Mezuzah, and there was no Mezuzah. Chutz Melishka's Paradin, aside 
aside from Lushka Padrin, and Shahayaba based the year of Kayan Gadol, because we know that was used as a home for the Kayan Gadol at least for seven days of the year prior to Yom Kippur. So Amr Abiyudra, Abiyudra said, we know there were many rooms in the base of Middash that were also used as a base Dira. And as Rashi points out, these rooms were used for the Shemir Abayas. They used to be guards in the base of Middash from Kehanim and the Levium. They used to be there in order to show Hashivas for the palace of Hashem, just like a king's palace has guards. So too, the palace of HaKadosh Baruch needs guards. Of course, he doesn't need Shemira, but it was done as covered. But in any case, they used to have a place that they used to be able to sleep at night when they weren't on duty. So Rabbi Yehud is asking to the Chum, how can you say that there was a Chiyav to put a mezuzah only on the Lishkas Baharim and Lechayr that Chiyav should be on all Lishkas that you stayed in at some point and Lechayr everything else we understand why it doesn't need because no one slept there and no one lived there but if you're saying Lishkas Baharim needs a mezuzah Midraisa then Lechayr the other room should also need a mezuzah Midraisa Ella it must be that really there's no Chiyav mezuzah on any rooms because they weren't used as a complete bias and therefore it doesn't fit into a bias that's Chashiv as we know it says Uchsaftim al Muzuzuz Beisecha Uvisharech it has to be your actual home and this is not the Kayin Gadol's house he's only there temporarily and the same thing for the Shemim that's not the actual home because they only stay there at night and therefore the reason why the Lishpahedrin had a mezuzah was only based on the Gzera. now the Gemara over here doesn't explain what the Gzera, but the Gzera is explained later on in the Gemara and Rashi brings it over here that there was the Gzera Shemim if we wouldn't have an actual mezuzah on the Lishpahedrin the entire year then people may say that the Kayin Gadol is going into a place which is not an actual house, it's more like a jail, and therefore it's a chashivas of the Kayin Gadol and of the base of Middash. We said put a mezuzah there the entire year. But Gemara says, My time to review What's the reason Rabbi Yudah says that there's no chiv mezuzah on these lishkais, even though it was used for seven days, or on the lishkais of the shirim that we use every night? So the Gemara says, Amr Rabbi, Rabbi says, Kasav Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Yudah holds, Any house that's only used temporarily, it's not used for the summer and for the winter meaning the entire year, then that's not considered a bias, and therefore both of these don't fit into the criteria. The Lishka's Pahedrin because it's only used for seven days of the year, and the other Lishka's for the Shemim is only used at night and not during the day. Now in order to understand the Rabbanon, you have to say the Rabbanon hold the Lishka's Pahedrin, which is only used for seven days, that has a Chiv of Mezuzah because at least it was used for seven complete days. However, the Lishka's of the Shemim, even though it may have been used every single night, but since it's only used at night and not during the day, therefore there was no Chiv of Mezuzah. Now Frek Taisus according to the way we just explained the Rabbanon that as long as you have some dira for a complete days and even though it's only seven days the Lishka of Spahedrin needed a mezuzah then the same should apply to the Lishka of the Beis HaEven where we learned before that the Karim HaSerif Zapur would stay there for seven complete days night and day and therefore he was there a 24 hour period for seven days L'Chari should need mezuzah over there as well and the Rabbanon said Chutzpah Lishka Spahedrin Shabai HaSidira L'Chari should also include that Beis HaEven as well and Tyson gives two truths either that that actually is not a Lishka the Bigdash because it was only built in the Harabayas, as we said before. And then Tais says, Inami, Kivit Since they didn't burn the Paraduma every single year, it only happened once every few years. That's not enough to be considered a Dira, and that's why you put from Mizuzah on that Lishka. And the Gemara continues, Aisve Abaya, Abaya asked the following question. We just said that according to Rabbi Huda, any bias that's not also is not considered a bias, and that's why the Lishka's Bahadrin did not have a Chiv Mizuzah Midiraisa. It's actually a Pasuk, and this Pasuk is in Amos, and it says, Regarding Rishayim, there'll be Einshim on them, the people who have houses for the winter and for the summer. So we see, even though there's a winter home and a summer home, it's still considered a house. On Malay, so Rabbi responds to Abayah, 
bias ikri. You're right, it's called a summer home or a winter home, but bias tamala ikri, that's not called a bias, that's chashim to be called a bias by itself. And therefore, when the Torah says, it's referring to a home that's used in a kavurdika manner. Another question, this will be from a Mishnah in Mesechus Maisus. Sukkah sechag bechag, when you have a sukkah on the yotiv of sukkahs, Rabbi Yehuda Mechayi Bechorim Pekrim, this is referring to the Chiyah Maisa, and we know, like Rashi says, that the only way to be chayv and ma'isa and you have an issa to eat from them, even achil saroi, until it goes through the front door of a house, shinama, as it's at Zerisakos, to be atar kodesh, minabais, that we removed all the hegdish from the house itself. Mashman has to get into the house. So, what if you take your pears into a sukkah? Rabbi Yudha says at that point you can be chayv and ma'isa. Chum say it's not considered your house, and therefore you're not going to be chayv and ma'isa even at that point. Vitani alone, we learned over there, Rabbi Yudha mechayv be'erv. Not only do I say you're also in Erev and in Mezuzah. Mezuzah, we understand that even though it's only a sukkah, it's only a temporary dwelling, you're still going to be Chayv in Mezuzah. What about Erev? The dinner has been a gay Erev. If you have a bunch of houses together in an area, you need to have an Erev Chatiris in order to carry in that area. However, let's say you only had one bias plus a sukkah. The Shaila is, do you have to make an Erev over there? The din is that that would actually be considered enough of the house that you actually get a Chayv in an Erev, number one. And number two would be Negei Lemaisa. For example, if you have 10 houses in an area and you have one sukkah over there and you don't take any bread from the person that owns the sukkah, would you still be able to carry in that area or would you be missing one of the people in that chutz and therefore will you not be able to carry? Rabbi Yudah says, you actually have to include them in the din of Erev. But the point of the Gemara is, Abai is asking Rabbah, how can you say to Rabbi Yudah holds that a bias that's not made for your Moisach and Moisach Shabbim is not considered a bias and that's why the Lishkas Pahedrin doesn't need a mezuzah. We see even a sukkah, according to Rabbi Yudah, needs a Maybe you can say that this din of Erev, Mezuzah, and Maisa is only Drabbanon. And just like we said, they had a Chiv of Mezuzah and Drabbanon. Here also, maybe it was a din Drabbanon that we should put a Mezuzah on a sukkah in order that people shouldn't get confused with the regular house. On that, Gemara says, Bishlam Erev, Mezuzah, It makes sense by Erev, Mezuzah. We could say that the Rabbanon said, that you should put a Mezuzah and you should make sure you make an Erev. However, how can you say by Maisa that there's a Chiv Drabbanon to consider this a Bias and now be mechayiv you ma'isa, but that's a chumra shaasladei kula. It's a chumra that could come to a kula. What's going to be the kula? And we turn to that yodam beis dilma asla fushim nachiv abtura min abtura achiv. That the reason why we can't make such a chumra is because you could come out to a kula. Then maybe what you can do is you can have a bunch of ma'isa that only went into your sukkah, which really midiraisa the nachayiv to be taken off ma'isa, and then you can have a pile of pairs that actually have a chiv to be taken off, and they're actually tevel midiraisa, and you can take off from something which is putter on something which is chayiv or vice versa and of course that won't be a good hafrashis maisa and therefore you could come to eat actual tevel and if so we're back to the original question about Bayan Rabbah that how can you say Pshad and Rabbi Huda is that Lishka's Pahadrin is not considered a bias because it's not used the entire year we find by Sukkah that Rabbi Huda says that you need a mezuzah and it has to be a dindaraisa because that's the way we have to explain Rabbi Huda but again maisa now at this point in the Gemara the Gemara actually ignores one basic aside that Lechari in this Mishnah it says the Chum Patyu and would seem they pat you from mezuzah because it's not considered a bias. And before we said that by the Lishka's pattern, Durabonin actually said that it's chayiv midiraisa for mezuzah. And Lechariah, what should be the difference between that and sukkah would Durabonin say it's pata? But the Gemara ignores this problem potentially because you say the chum over here that say it's pata and the chum over there that say the Lishka's pattern is chayiv may actually be two separate cheetahs. However, Rabbi Huda, on Rabbi Huda, of course, that is a question. Elo Mabaya, because this question, Abayah says the Sephora in Rabbi Huda is as follows. Everyone agrees that for the seven days that the Kohen 
Gadol is in Lishkas Pehedrin, for sure you are Chayiv in Mezuzah. And that's why in a Chanami, Lefir Rabbi Yehuda, there's a Chayiv Mezuzah by Sukkah because it's seven days, and there's a Chayiv Mezuzah during the seven days of Prisha of the Kayin Gadol because there's a Chayiv Mezuzah since you're living there for seven complete days. However, the question is, what would be the rest of the year? Does the Lishkas Pehedrin need a Mezuzah during the time the Kayin Gadol is not living there? Rabbanon Savi, Rabbanon Hol, Gazrin, Shayim, Shana, Atashiva. Rabbanon say, there's a Xerah the rest of the year. You have to have a Mezuzah on the Lishkas Pehedrin up to the seven days that the Lishkas Pehedrin needs a Mezuzah Midaraisa because the Kayin Gadol is living there. However, Rabbi Yehuda says, like Gazrin, we don't make such a Xerah. And really, Zak Rabbi Yehuda, you don't need a Mezuzah on the Lishkas Pehedrin the rest of the year. And the only reason that you need a Mezuzah on the Lishkas Pehedrin the rest of the year is because people shouldn't say, that the Kayin Gadol is locked in the jail during that seven days. Therefore, we want to show the entire year that has a mezuzah. Therefore, it's considered a base tira, and that's why people won't say that he's in jail. They realize that's considered a bias kavua. Now, let's just keep in mind at this point that we have the following problem. According to Rabbi Yehuda, based on the way a bias explaining it, it comes out that really there is a chiv while you're living in the lishkas pahedrin to have a mezuzah. And therefore, how would Rabbi Yehuda explain by the lishkas hashemim of the gods that were in the base of the and Malbim, why there was no mezuzah on those lishkas? Bishlam before we understood that in there's no derisa dikadin at all because they weren't fully occupied during a 24 hour period, at least during every single day. However, according to this, that it comes out that there actually is a chim and derisa both for your Buddha and Tanakama, then why shouldn't that also apply to Lishka Sashemim Tzarek Bia? But now the Gemara has another question. Amalai Rav, Rav says back to Abayah, but Sukkah Tani. We had a Mishnah in Mises that we're talking about a sukkah on the Yontav of Sukkahs, and over there we said that it's Machlekes, Rabbi Huda and Tanakama, or Rabbonan. Rabbi Huda said that there is a chiv of mezuzah because you're living there for seven days. However, the Rabbanon said over there, Yipata. now we just explained the advice that we just had before, that both Rabbi Huda and Tanakhama, but the gate of Lishkas Bahadrin, hold that Midiraisa, while the Kayin Gadol is there for the seven days, there is a chiv to have mezuzah there according to everyone. So how are we going to explain the Mishnah in Maishas, where it says that by a sukkah, there is a Tanakhama, there is a Rabbanon that hold that's potter from mezuzah. So the Gemara continues, Elam Rabbah, Rabbah says, therefore, there's no question the Lishkas Pehadrin was not high of mezuzah the rest of the year. There's no gzira at all. Which means, before we said, there are two potential for two gzeras. Number one, the Chacham held as a gzira that maybe if you don't have a mezuzah there in the entire year, you'll forget to put one on right before Yom Kippur when the Kayin lives there. And Rabbi says, there's no reason for that gzira. That's not a gzira. Number two, we said, according to Rabbi Huda, that you have to have one the entire year because maybe it'll look like he's in jail. That's also not a reason for gzira and therefore you actually don't have a mezuzah the entire year on the Lishkas Pehadrin. Between Rabbi Huda and the Chacham is actually B'degei, the seven days that the Kayin Gadol lives in the Lishkas Pehadrin and the seven days of Sukkot. But Lemaise at this point, L'chayu, we have a stira between Rabbi Huda from Sukkah to Lishkas Pehadrin and even in the Chacham we have to understand it. And therefore the Gemara says that we have to understand that they're two separate dinim, Sukkah Taib L'chud, V'lishka Taib L'chud. Both the Lishkas Pehadrin and Sukkah have their reasons according to Rabbi Huda and according to Chacham why they're going to either be Pata or they're going to be Chayib. And the Gemara explains as follows, Sukkah Taib L'chud, Rabbi Huda Rabbi Huda holds Sukkah Diris Kva Binon. That actually a Sukkah needs to be a Diris Kva or Mechayim Mezuzah. And therefore, since it's actually a structure that's a permanent structure, you actually need a Mezuzah, even though it's only for seven days. And of course, we know that this is the Sheet of Rabbi Huda because he holds that Sukkah Gvayim Esrim Amah She'enu Realizes Elam Mechitzas Kva. That the only way to make such a Sukkah is only with a Mechitzah that's Kavua is Kasha Coin Rabbi Huda. And therefore, you see that's a bias that's Kashiv, and therefore it needs a Mezuzah. And the Gemara continues to explain the Sheet of Rabbi in the Mishnah and Mises. Rabbanu Tamayu, Rabbanu Kohen, Kohen to that time, the Amri, they hold, Sukkot, Diyus, Arabi, Inon. That's 
specifically a sukkah has to be something that's temporary. Since it's a sukkah that's temporary, therefore, you're not mezuzah. As we know, that if you have a sukkah that's kavoy mesumama, it's puzzle. And the Gemara now continues to explain the pshat in the lishkas pahedrin, the lishka time of the hood. If a person's forced to live somewhere, that's still considered dira, and therefore, midiraisa on the lishkas pahedrin, you actually needed to have a mezuzah. Rabbi Yudah says it could be the greatest bias in the world, and it could be a kavur to kabayas, but dira bakacha, loishma dira, a dira that's against your will, is not called a dira, and since the Kohen Gadol was forced to stay in the Lishkut Pahedrin, so there's no chiv de raisa to have a mezuzah on Lishkut Pahedrin, and actually that's a svar also by all the other Lishkas in the base of Mikdash, where the Shemim stayed there, they weren't staying there because they wanted to, they were staying there because they had to be in the base of Mikdash during the night, and that's why it's potter from mezuzah, and the Gemara ends off and says, why quit Rabbi Yudah, would you need a mezuzah by Lishkas Pahedrin, at least during the seven days before Yom Kippur, and the Gemara says, that's only so people shouldn't say the Kohen Gadol is living in a place that he's actually a prisoner. Number one, he's living in a place that doesn't have mezuzah, and number two, he's forced to live there, so it looks like he's a prisoner, and that's why we put up a mezuzah. The Gemara continues, who learned this b'risa, and we turn to that field, Aleph, Amin Aleph, that all the gates that were the base Mikdash did not have mezuzah except for Shadnikdom which was on the east side of the Azara and that was because it led into Lishkas Pahadrin therefore since it's a gate living into an area that needs mezuzah it also needs a mezuzah let's say it's Rabbanan not Rabbanan and why is that? according to Rabbanan makes sense since there's a derisitic achiv of mezuzah on the Lishkas Pahadrin therefore any gate leading up to it also needs a mezuzah however according to Rabbanan the only reason why you need a mezuzah on is order that it shouldn't look like a jail. And L'chaira, if that itself is Xera, how can you now make a new Xera that goes on Xera that the Sha'arim should have to have mezuzah as well? The Gemara says, no, I feel the Rabbi even if you want, it's Rabbi Huda, but it's all considered one Xera. Meaning, the Xera was that in order that it doesn't look like a prison, we give a dinim like a derisive dikadin, and therefore you make sure Lishkas Pahedrin has a mezuzah, but if the Sha'arim wouldn't have mezuzah, then people would say, oh, the reason why we don't have mezuzah is because we're just trying to fool us, but by the fact the Sha'arim have it, then they'll realize, well, they'll think that it's an actual bias, and therefore they won't consider the client in a prison. And we'll stop over here.